0: Of silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence, and it can't go on.
1: Hi folks. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Newcomers, look to CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. That's the official website that I put out, and download as much as you want from all the previous talks that help you fit the pieces of the puzzle together, as they go into the histories and the foundations and the groups and the people who are giving you what is now called the New World Order, why they're doing it and where they're taking it. And it's a never-ending story. We were taught, this always always look upon starting a project and finishing it. You don't realize that we are the building material, we are the raw material, and they truly believe they can go on indefinitely, using us, our basic DNA, for creating infinite types of human species. Forever and ever and ever their agenda goes on forever and ever and ever conquering this conquering that conquering the stars eventually the hope and it's all to do with conquering because they believe that when you lose your ability to conquer you fade away as a species you become decrepit and under their laws of nature you're no longer fit to survive also look into Alan Watts sentient sentinel.eu Transcripts which you can read in the various languages of Europe, download them, print them up, pass them to your friends. And this is April the 4th, 2008. It's truly amazing to live your life always knowing what the next part of an agenda is going to be. And early on, you catch on decided when I was young that there was no point in trying to tell most people what was really, really happening in their little worlds. We live in little worlds, our immediate circle, as they call it, those around us, how far you travel in the day, generally back and forth, and that's your little world. And because we're also separate, even little counties are separate from other counties, you don't realize they're big big machinations going on all the time and things are coming from not just federal governments affecting your little circle but coming from world government which is United Nations you simply see the effects of it thinking it's just local or whatever and the job of the media even your local media is to keep you in that mode of thinking like your own separate little cage a few years ago in Canada in Canada They were talking about making voting mandatory because people were so sick of politicians and political parties and accumulating debt, never mind the scandals that we all see breaking out all the time, Uh, that they were getting so fed up and jaded with politics altogether, which isn't a bad thing because once politics goes, then you'll find that the world will continue and those who really rule it must come to the fore and show their teeth. They're simply doing it, uh, that very thing actually, in a different fashion by ruling the world by front groups and organizations and using politicians as a yes-men that sign the demands into law that these NGO groups make. The Soviet system was a model for all of this, the big testbed, the second big experiment, the great experiment they called it, the U.S. being the first. And believe you me, the U.S. and the Soviet system have been vastly studied Intensely and minutely studied for things which will come to pass as you combine the two together more and more into one. Be back with more after these messages. I'm Alan Watt Cutting through the Matrix Talking about this strange system called democracy, something written about thousands of years ago by different philosophers in ancient Greece and they played out for us the scenarios we go through in democracy and how it ends up in the end it always ends up with a form of dictatorship and this particular article I'm going to read which is very important to do with this because they're trying to make everyone vote now is from the mirror.co.uk and it was on 25th of March 2008 it was published by James Lyons the political correspondent because they use the Soviet Union as I say you see in the Soviet Union you're allowed to pick Politburo member 1, 2, 3 or 4 the idea being that once you voted them in by law, you had to vote them in, you had to vote someone in by law, then whatever they did to you uh, was on your own head. It's a legality involved in it. Well, you voted us in. What did you expect? That's the kind of attitude that you have. And that was found out even in local elections here in Canada, where a member of, in Sudbury complained about even local council it was, it, was, it was voted in, and the strange direction they were going on, and all these weird things they wanted to, to build had nothing to do with serving the public. And he was told that in democracy, the only right that you have is to vote someone in. There is no recall. There's no, you can't. There's no complaints department once they're in power, and it's the same at the federal level. But they want everyone to vote, as I say, for the strange legality so they can tax you and abuse you and always telling you that they're helping you as they grin and bear their teeth and teaching us through propaganda that we don't see the teeth. Uh, That's how it's done. Very, very simple. It's like a fairy story you tell the children. So from this particular mirror.co.uk article, they're talking about Britain and it also affects Canada too because I say they're trying to do it here they already have most of the British Commonwealth countries uh, voting by law like Australia and other countries too I think Holland has to do it and Belgium and some others people who fail to vote at elections could be fined under controversial new proposals being studied by Justice Minister Jack Straw I have to call him the Straw Man because that's really what it is it is one of a series of radical reforms being considered to boost flagging election turnouts. More than one in three voters snubbed the 2005 general election. And MPs are concerned that unless the following turnout trend is reversed, it will, un- listen to this. It will undermine the principle that governments rule in the name of the British people. See, so there's your trick, you see. If you vote, then they pretend to rule in the name of you, the voters. It's quite interesting. In Australia, non-voters are fined up to £30 unless they register in advance as someone who objects to voting on religious grounds. You could join the UFO party for that one, I suppose. Labour chief whip Jeff Hoon is said to be in favour of fining non-voters and polling experts reckon Labour... That's that's, that's, uh, like... um, Uh, Democrat in the US would benefit more than the Tories which is conservative or liberal Democrats but welfare minister James Plaskett warned it could backfire he said in a democracy the freedom not to choose is as important as a freedom to make a choice parties need to put up proposals to win over voters otherwise you can get a grudging democracy, which I don't think is good. Here we are under totalitarianism, and they're still pretending that you've got democracy. We're getting watched um, more closely than scientists watch bugs in a cage. And they still pretends that they have this pretense of democracy going on in, in these articles. And he warned that extremist parties like the BNP, as a British national party the extremist, you know, because under the United Nations, which we're all under. If you still think that, uh, that the country should be nationalist, you're called an extremist. You could end up uh, benefiting, You said. If you're forcing people to vote, they may say I'll teach you a lesson by voting for someone you don't like. <laughs> this is another good one. Bring on the clowns. Shami Chakrabarti of Civil Rights Group Liberty said... To be a sad indictment of politics in the oldest democracy is another good joke right there. These guys are really good. If the only way they could persuade us to vote is under threat of criminal sanction, Other proposals in Mr. Straw's reform package include holding elections on weekends and allowing allowing voters a second preference vote if their first choice candidate fared badly. The most recent poll on compulsory voting showed the public were narrowly opposed by 49% to 47%. So what a joke, isn't it really? Uh, We are under totalitarianism. We have homeland securities in every country all working together, all linked completely together, intertwined to the hilt, joined at the hip, uh, sharing the same data on every citizen on the planet. And they don't have enough data. They want to know what you're eating every day. And uh, they've already got your genome, uh, the whole genome project done. They know what your DNA type is. They know what your great-great-great-great-grandfather's type was too and what his IQ was. They know more than you'll ever know about you because you, being part of a herd, which they claim they own, they have to know all about their animals. And so we truly are living in an animal farm here and we get these joking stories to keep us all amused and unfortunately people will be arguing over these stories thinking it's all awfully real. That's the con game of democracy that we have going on. And as I say, the Soviet Union was a prototype where they made it compulsory that you had to vote. Now they're just spreading their wings and they have to have us vote eventually even though it's getting worse and worse and worse, and it's hard to keep up with any facade of democracy whatsoever. And then they can say to you, well, you voted us in, as they take your homes away, as as they tax you to the hilt with their ever-increasing taxation, which is part of the agenda, of course, they end up private property, and all the other manifestos that they've created in the world, down through the years, combining together to get their way. That's the real setup of the world we're living in. We're we're under the microscope, every single one of us, and it's not enough at the moment. They want us ultimately to be chipped, even, so they can track and trace us, and watch the meetings that we meet with other chips. They'll all appear upon their screen as all these chips meeting together, and they'll know what you're talking about, and we'll all be categorised. And that's only one phase of it, because as I say, at the end of this hundred years war, the same phrase is repeated over and over and has it been again recently by some of the top players. Uh, They plan to have a completely different society emerge at the other end of it than anything you could possibly imagine. It's beyond science fiction, in fact. Beyond science fiction. They haven't shown us that sci fi bit yet. They've shown us the riots that will happen when they start cut back on the the food supply. Now remember, as all this this hype about the coming food shortages uh, escalates, and they've also, uh, everything you purchase, including the food, has gone up in price as a gasoline and diesel, and all methods of transporting it to the stores goes up, up, up. Remember uh, that... It's all part of a warfare-type strategy. They they know there's going to be riots down the road. They've written about it. The Department of Defense from Britain, his top think tank, has given out his uh, 90-page report on it. It's on my website. Look into it. They talk about the coming riots of all kinds, and, and they foresee 30 years of escalating riots. Now... Think about it. What's going to get the average Joe and Jane away from the television set and rioting on the street? What will be is your basics, your basics. A roof over your head, food to eat, water to drink, heat from energy and so on. You're going to pay through the nose. We're already doing it for all energy resources, and that's under the Kyoto Agreement that we had no say in. It was spearheaded by non-governmental organizations and signed into law by all all the governments of the world because it's a plan. There is no democracy. There's only an agenda. When we start to get that through our heads, then we can plan from there. If you still think it's a matter of just voting in someone Or some party uh, Then please go back to sleep Because you've never really woken up This is beyond that We never had that We never had that system at all I grew up Watching an agenda Unfold Reading about it when I was very young Watching the stages of it unfold Predicting what was going to happen Because I knew the agenda They printed and published it In many of the big books they were available at libraries and it was almost like seeing deja vu with each part of it come into play and what was more astonishing was always the same reaction from everyone around me including all the adults of, of being utterly stunned still thinking mistakes were being made and it was just this party or that party or this particular prime minister or that one or a president in the US or whatever and, and, and they would argue over that And no amount of evidence would break through their conditioning. Because, you see, to break through conditioning, you have to crash technically. You have to crash to a stage where you're wide open to learn from the the scratch. And to use your own perceptions and your own logic and not the constant barrage of propaganda. that assails you every single day of your life from a, a hundred different sources. Remember what Russell said, repetition, repetition, repetition is how they get their ideas into the minds of the general public. That's how it's done. You have to crash in order to see and use your own perceptions. I'll be back with more after the following messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, back cutting through the Matrix, and I just got told before everyone starts complaining that there's problems with the line, I think it's the other carrier, at the other end somewhere, so this voice might be coming in like some kind of warbling bird, or a Dalek, perhaps from Doctor Who, but there's nothing I can do about it, It's it's not this end here. The thing is, though, that there's never been democracy. You understand that China had tried democracy about 5, or 600 BC. Uh, Greece tried it. Um, other countries have tried it in ancient times. And it's a circle. You go round and you always end up, regardless of, of, of right wing, left wing, you always end up with dictatorships at the end and not only do we end up with dictatorships uh, we already have a scientific elite telling us uh, that that they will be the natural heirs to democracy because democracy remember what the club of rome said the club of rome that published the first global revolution towards world government they said that they looked at all the previous systems of running uh, countries and vast nations and they said that they favored collectivism over any other system, because in collectivism, the scientists, the bureaucrats, the technocrats have no, uh, uh, there's nothing in their way, there's no, there's, no, there's no barriers in their way, and they can steamroll full ahead. And, in other words, run it in a scientific manner. And that's the same thing that Bertrand Russell and the Royal Institute for International Affairs basically promote. Democracy is too cumbersome. Margaret Thatcher said the same thing. She said, we consist, we ex-politicians, ex-prime ministers and presidents constitute a parallel government, she says. She says, we we, uh, know each other, we work uh, outside of politics now, but we work towards this this agenda. She says because democracy itself is too slow and cumbersome, and there's too conflicting, too many conflicting parties to get anything done. Every elite of every nation on this planet belong to one big club, and they're all in cahoots together and it doesn't matter what they call themselves the ones running uh, Christianity, Judaism, the Muslims or whatever they're all part of the multi-billionaire club and they've been intermarrying each other for centuries they don't care about religions they have their own higher religion and they truly believe that they are all technically um, the Darwinian proof of superiority now we'll go on on to Steve from Denver you're there Steve Hello, Steve. Hello. Hello.
0: Yeah, this is Dan. Okay, go ahead. So am I on with Alan? Yes. Okay, yes. Uh, I had a quick question for you. Uh, you had uh, mentioned something on another one of your shows. Uh, well, someone brought it up to you you agreed with them. Something about the Dalai Lama being a 360 degree Mason. Can you expound on that? And tell us, are there any other 360 degree nations there? And what does that mean? I don't say He definitely
1: was a 365, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if he was certainly way up there. That's what I said. If anyone, anyone who controls,
0: you were a guest on a show. It was a female.
1: Uh, any, any, uh, any one of the top ones that run religion uh, is always in on the, the big agenda. They, they know what religion's for. That they've been trained since a very young age uh, as to not only what it's for, but the whole history, not only of the religion that they're put in charge of, but, that, but the history and the social histories uh, and the governmental histories behind all the religions. And so they are way above uh, simple you know, rituals for the public, uh, waving smoke in front of their eyes and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so they are in on their, the importance of their role over the public.
0: But are you agreeing or disagreeing
1: with that premise that there are 360 degree masons out there? Of course there are, yeah. Of course there are. There's 365 degrees. See, 360 degrees in a circle. In ancient times, they used to have 360 days in the year. Ancient Egypt ran on 360. And you, you see the serpent eating its tail. And that's what it symbolizes, it's in so many of the high masonic emblems, it's incredible, it's not just the beginning and the end, the alpha and omega, or simply the rebirth as you go around in the circle of life and into another reincarnation, it's also the whole circle, and, and that's what they talk about too, uh, when, when you're going around the, the circle or the block, you're circling the block. It still doesn't occur to most of the guys who, who even perform that ritual the full significance of what they're involved in.
0: Okay. Uh, I hear you're going to break. Thank you very much. And if you could, mention any others that attend that Will do. 65, Thanks for calling. I'm back after these
1: messages.
2: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
1: Hi, folks. I am Alan Watt. Coming through the Matrix and I understand that the phones on the other end are all kind of warbly and we just have to put up with it because there's nothing we can really do at this end here at all, it just means I'll be up for another extra hour on top of the four hours after the show uploading to other sites after I've taken it off a backup tape and tried to rectify it because that's what I do here. It takes five hours after I finish a show to to get everything uploaded to the sites, and as another hour from a tape to a disc. When when the show goes warbly and stuff like that, just you know what I, what I do myself. I don't have a huge team here at all. I don't have a team to do all that kind of stuff for me. Now I've got Richard from New Brunswick on the line. Are you there, Richard?
0: Yeah, I'm here. I I um actually called in initially only to report the, uh, that fact of the um, the technical difficulty you're experiencing. But the interesting thing is that all your advertising comes through clear. It does, eh? Absolutely impeccable. But uh, when you're speaking, it's all...
1: I guess advertising's already on, on disk, though. That won't be coming through the, the, the phone line from here to uh, RBN. I don't, so.
0: know how, I don't know how you're doing things over there, Al. I mean, I, I run a few uh, pieces of equipment like... What I suspect might be doing is that if they just change the channel that you're on, perhaps that would, would rectify everything. I don't know. I don't know. I think I you're in Ontario, they're down there, there in the States somewhere, right? Yes, in, in Texas. Yes. Oh, I understand what's happening. And maybe it's your microphone.
1: It's not my end. Oh, it's not, huh? It's not my end, no. Oh, I know. No, it's the it's telephones at the other end, their server uh, that's doing it.
0: Well, I called in and just reported it, and then I found out that listening on the phone, I could hear you and understand what you're saying, whereas I can't see the re- Internet, so I stayed online. So maybe we should just leave me online and carry on with the conversation.
1: Yes, I know what you mean. Uh do that? Uh, yeah, that'd be the way to go, maybe, yeah. Hey,
0: Thank- uh, uh, Good, good luck on everything, Al. Okay. you. Okay, okay. we-, we love you out here, man.
1: You take care. Thank you. Bye now. Yeah, there's nothing I can really do as I say, but this does add to my I'll be up till four this morning now uploading uh with all this back effort. And this is the sort of things you put up with every day here, this kind of stuff. And people ask me why I don't have time to write the books. Um now we've got Tony from Massachusetts there. Are you there, Tony?
2: How you doing, Alex?
1: I'm I'm, I'm trying to keep cool.
2: <laughs> I understand. I um uh... Heard, I heard you when I first tuned in, and I thought, wow, he must really be sick or something is wrong. Yeah. Uh, hearing the other callers, I realized you definitely, yeah, if there's a problem. I'm sure it will be rectified sooner or later. Well, I had two questions for you. Um, The first one was uh, in relation to, you mentioned uh, not too long ago, a few of your talks you mentioned now, uh, they plan uh, mass displacement of uh, populations, possibly out of cities and, and People around and depopulating entire areas when they release these pandemics or whatever it is they decide to do. And I was wondering, you know, looking at the whole Katrina disaster, uh, could that have been some sort of a dry run, perhaps? I mean, it just seems that the way they, after after the whole incident took place and yeah. the information that came out on it, you kind of wonder. Wow, you know.
1: I mean, yeah, it, it was a dry run. It was a dry run because ten years before. Katrina. Uh, a, a movie was made by the backing of the big foundations and institutions, including, uh, I think, the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, that was on the, at the trailer at the end, and it was about a hurricane hitting Louisiana, and the whole premise was we were causing it, global warming, yada yada yada. Uh, World Wildlife Fund and all these characters helped make this movie. And you saw these people, thousands of people, moving northward en masse into another state to implant the idea that mass migrations of people will take place in disasters, the coming disasters. So there's no doubt about it. We know, for instance, that uh, when uh, New Orleans gets hit with hurricanes, all the buses from the entire state know the procedure they, they practice this procedure they had done it just a year before and they all come in by the hundreds to to evacuate the people uh, to a safe place and so on fema stopped all that happening they turned the buses back uh, two or three times in a row and uh, they forbade anybody to go in and help those people and the whole idea for about a, a four or five days was to show us the viewers you see how helpless everyone was and, and, and it made us all feel totally helpless because nothing was being done to help those people at that time that was to get the, the, the sense of apathy and, and impotence across to us all and then of course later on once they got underway with FEMA uh, and FEMA said that they were the only ones authorized by law to work in an emergency, no one else could, was allowed to do it by law Uh, then you saw the mass evacuations so that was indeed part of the whole process to get us ready uh, for mass migrations, it's a wartime scenario, Uh, they've written papers on this, uh, of people getting moved from countries even if need be, uh, mass migrations they want a mayhem situation, chaos for the next hundred years to bring out this whole new world order that, that, that they've been looking forward to, so you're right, yeah
2: Wow, that is incredible. And if you, and, and in light of that, you would think that the general public would at least, just from the way that 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 disaster actually, uh, that whole thing actually turned out, you would mm-hmm. think that they would at least see that and say, Oh well, wow, you know, if, if that's how that that whole situation worked out, huh. uh, what's going to happen when they really uh, drop the bomb? It's, it's it's really it's really scary. Well, yeah, but my my second question was. Um, uh, I had a question on uh, Mr. Toffler, Alvin Toffler. I'm sure you are um, familiar with his writings. Uh, what is, uh, is there anything uh, as far as the, the whole agenda and the, uh, the new world order? and uh, is, would, it, would I be able to glean anything from his writing?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Al- Alvin Toffler is, is one of the players from the Futurist Society, and, and he wrote Future Shock. Uh, and it was a whole new again society to come into view he also wrote the third way as they term it which is a masonic term Uh, Plato called it the third wave Uh, uh, Toffler called it the third way and uh, he's friends with Newt Gingrich and Newt Gingrich was handing out that book the third way it's about the coming together of the Soviet system and the capitalist system creating a third way it's a Hegelian dialectic with with the synthesis in fact and he, uh, Gingrich was handing that out free to all the congressmen in the U.S. Uh, when it came out a few years ago. Wow,
2: that's interesting. Well, I guess I'm going to pick that up and take a leader that I saw it in the bookstore the other day, but was kind of hesitant on grabbing it. But I definitely will. Well, I appreciate your uh, your um, your um, answers, and I uh, uh, will continue listening to you. And uh, thank you for taking my call.
1: Okay, thanks for calling. Now we're going to go to Ken in Fort Worth. Hello, Ken, are you there? Ken. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead.
0: Yeah, you know they're trying to merge the United States, Mexico, and Canada, right? Yeah. Uh, have you seen the New American magazine issue, uh, that 40 pages of information on it?
1: Not the you just want to know.
0: Hey, uh, you uh, Google New American, uh-huh. real simple, and stole to find uh, the story about it. It, it cover says U.S., uh, Canada, Mexico merger uh, mania. It's got 40 pages of information. Yeah. It's, worth, uh, it's worth reading and uh, passing around, you know, and telling other people about it. You know, uh, do you know
1: what IRS stands for? Well, I've heard a whole a different bunch of uh, meanings, but I know it's a scrambled sir as well.
0: Uh, I resemble Satan, that's what it means. Um, it's,
1: it's quite a, a little statement. It's, it's a scrambled as well for sir, S-I-R. You always pay sir, as they say in, in the medieval English.
0: Hey, people ought to do is take their mail and their bills and a check and write down the IRS, where is the law? File, you know, file 1040, where is the law?
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter. I know where the law is. Uh, uh, whoever has the arsenal uh, and pointing the guns at you, they're That's the law. The they got the gun? And Matsi Tung, Tung said, who he says power comes from the barrel of a gun. Right. And these guys uh, literally own the army, they are uh, the government's. And they, they own the armies. And they're, they're not kidding anymore. They're not even giving you the pretense of a constitution or rights anymore. No. Now
0: they, see, what, I, I think what happened is they wanted a constitutional convention here and we stopped in Florida and Alabama back in 88. Yeah. And they're mad.
1: Well, they're not so mad. I mean, they, they just knew that. You see, they don't they don't put all their their, their, their chickens in one or a, a eggs in one basket. Uh, they have three plans on the go at the same time: A, B, C, and sometimes D as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I believe that they wanted to have uh, a, a constitutional convention and say, "Hey, you folks didn't want no more. We trash the constitution. and We're going to do something different." But we stopped them. Now yeah. they don't. Now they don't know what to do. You got political fuss coming out. You have uh, Randy Weaver. You had Waco You had. 50 gun building
1: enough because the guys circulating in Indianapolis. They don't yeah. care anymore. But uh, as I say, uh, these characters don't care anymore. Because, yeah, they they're, they have the power, they have the means, they have the organization. Nothing else is organized against them. They know that. They've made sure of it, in fact. And have such high-tech weaponry and snoops everywhere. We're all being monitored every time we turn around. Hey,
0: have you seen this uh, current uh, of Science magazine? They show this C-130 with the laser.
1: Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes me, it's interesting that they show that laser because... That bullet, yeah, that laser is interesting because, remember, uh, there, was, there was a big airliner shot down a few years ago, and people were swore on east coast that they saw, uh, like, a light beam going up to it. Boy, yeah, how blew long up. have they been using
0: this laser?
1: It's probably lasers that did that at that time, and that'd be their experiment as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a good point, is... uh. Uh, just because they tell you now they they might have been they might have shot Roswell thing down, you don't
1: know. Yes, and of course they've been using it in space satellites too. Remember that was the Star Wars program, they could blast not just satellites, they could pinpoint anyone on the planet. And burn a hole through you. Yeah.
0: Now now who's gonna stop that? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Hey, thanks nice for talking to you, buddy. Uh, thanks for calling. Anyway, um, I'm Alan's going to read something here because maybe my voice will be a bit better. Uh, the, the callers, it's just too much like Donald Duck's talking to Donald Duck's on this end of the line here. And uh, it's happened a few times on, on this show. Uh, I think it's just a harassment thing of some kind because um, I can't spare the time to fix every problem and redo tapes and so on. It's just burning out. I can't go on. Uh, so this is um, from... It's called the Apprentice. This is uh, here from the Britain again. The Times magazine times march twenty eighth 2008. Head teachers to get power to stop and search for drugs by Greg Hurst, the political correspondent. Schools are sent to be given further powers, now further powers, even further powers, we already have so many already, to search people for, for drugs, alcohol, and stolen goods to help head teachers to enforce discipline amongst most disruptive students. Ed Balls, what a name. The, the children's secretary wrote yesterday to Sir Alan Steers and there are another name, eh? Steers, cattle, The head of a review of behavior in schools, asking for advice on how such powers could be introduced most effectively. Head teachers are already able to search people for guns or knives under the Violent Crime Reduction Act 2006, which also allows them to make random searches or to install walk-through metal detectors. Now, the reason I'm reading this... It's to show not just people in Britain, Canada, or the US, but across the whole planet, what's been happening here. Remember what Russell said, and others said, the state would eventually destroy all family input, so that the the old contaminated culture would be destroyed. That was all part of it. The state would give the students their new culture, their new morality, Now, we see what they've been fed, we've all been through it for about 40, 50 years, what's been fed steadily to the youth. And they simply mimic what they see. They take the drugs that that have been flooding into the country, brought in by the big boys, the CIA, MI6, and, and the Mossad, and all the rest of them out there. And they're fed a steady diet of massive violence, like never before in history. Massive violence All their heroes win by brute force And being psychopathic They simply slaughter their way from the beginning of a movie to the end Last man standing And so they emulate what they see They mimic it as Charles Galton Darwin said They mimic what they see That's why you're given this particular culture You can't have all of this anti-criminal law and so on Getting passed if you don't have crime You create the crime You create the behaviour to warrant the introduction of new totalitarian laws. So you create the culture to suit. Very simple technique. To continue with this this particular article from the Times, Sir Alan's initial review proposals include a requirement that all state schools should take a share of disruptive pupils, and if they expel students, they should accept others who have been excluded from neighbouring schools on a one-out-one in basis. Mr. Bowles huh, also yesterday attacked has wrongheaded the call by the National Union of Teachers to campaign against military recruitment by the armed forces in schools. But back with more after these messages. what cutting through the matrix and just prattling on here because they can't take collars because they sound like Donald Duck or the Daleks from Doctor Who and uh, there's no fun for listeners when they can't really make out what you're saying so I'll just continue hoping you can hear what I'm saying although it might sound uh, duckish as well and maybe one day we'll find out what's causing this because it's happened a few times and this gives us all extra work And I'll be up extra hours taking this from tape, trying to smooth it out and putting it up on the site. Now, people should check into the Irish Times business section. This is an article on the brain-enhanced world management groups to do some predictive programming. I think it was March 28th it was published. It says, a management group called Net Results has looked into the crystal ball for 2018. Some of what it finds is well and wacky, but other predictions have a ring of truth, writes Carolyn Lillington. Robot workers, microchip-enhanced brains, computers you speak to, terrorist cyber and infrastructure attacks that bring down the internet, and travel hubs such as Heathrow and JFK, sounds like the latest Hollywood blockbuster. Think middle management. Instead... Such are the predictions for the business world of 2018 that trained managers will be expected to negotiate, according to a fascinating study released this month by the Chartered Management Institute of Britain. Not in their usual fear, I should think, and yes, it does sound well and wacky. The report does make business management sound a most exciting place to be. Here was I with the stereotypical picture of boring management conformity... Whereas in future, your bank manager will be busily uploading new information packs to her embedded brain chips, heartily chastising the PC, bravely fending off terrorists and hackers, and sending the robots to the canteen for a tray of coffee. Though maybe that will be outside the robotic union agreement. Among 16 possible futures highlighted in the report, ...are the world under a cyber attack... ...in which an unleashed virus shuts down much of the internet... ...and systematically deletes business and private data. Now, you make sure that all of this stuff is going to happen... ...and the virus is released by those in charge... ...because you have to have ongoing war... ...and only they have the means to make that happen. Ongoing war. Look into the causes of wars the funders of wars, the planners of wars. And to stay in power, people at the top need war. This upcoming war, this last 100 years, is on the general population, and the general population are totally oblivious of the fact. Through war, they get so much done through taxation. They have a compliant public who want to be kept safe, and the wolves make hay in these particular periods of time. So their upcoming is a microchip world to enhance the abilities of, of employees, but more chillingly, some also use them to monitor and control their employees. There's a real part of it. Chips will be given to monitor and control their employees. That may sound laughable, especially on a decade away, but the report soberly notes this. Scenario may be closer than we think. And remember, these arguments uh, make managers make any predictions, not Daily Mail headline writers. So these are top managerial staff who are making these predictions. That's it for tonight. So from Hamish and myself up in Ontario, Canada, it's good night and may your God or your gods go with you.